0: I'm the very... and welcome back to Encourage Radio, wherever you may be. It may be in your kitchen, driving in the car, or on that morning run. We are so glad that you are with us and joining us today. And we're just thankful that you're willing to invest. Yeah. That By listening, you are getting just some little nuggets to help you on the journey of life, and so today it's going to be fun. Today we're talking about how to parent in the present for the future.
1: You know why is that title so important? Because I think sometimes we, you know, we're so caught up. Mm. Like let's just admit it, as parents, I mean, we're we're caught up in all the things in life. You're, some of you, were both working outside the home, or in this case, some probably are working in 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 home. And you know, you're trying, you're thinking groceries, you're thinking laundry, you're thinking homework. And just so much that sometimes we just, I think we forget about how valuable the present. Is.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting because this morning I've already had three conversations on this topic. What? And it started out basically in the kitchen with our youngest, who's a young adult. She'll be Mm. graduating college this year. And um, we were just discussing like, you know, I was just saying, thank you so much for helping me wash all of those dishes last night and Mm. making it happen because you are preparing for marriage. Mm. And getting in those habits now is just going to make... Those first few years of marriage so much easier getting in the habit of washing your clothes, not only your room, but all of those extra things. And she made the comment, but man, I'm tired. I'm, you know, I didn't have time for this. And I'm like, you know what, you're going to be tired. And you're still going to have to follow through with this. So the more that you can practice that now within the flexibility of your own home, the more you are going to be able to do that with someone else, whether it be with a roommate at college or a spouse, whatever it may be, that those little things in the present prepare you for the future. Well,
1: you know, for me as well, it's the same. Like there are many times with our girls that— you know, we're so focused on life demands and duties and everything else. And then all of a sudden they'll say something, you know, like, I don't know, changing oil in a car or checking tire. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, I didn't teach you that. Like, just little things. Like, for instance, in a recent episode of Frontside, Rodney shared an illustration of how um, he wanted to pray with Harlan, one of his his son, um, over an issue. And Carlin made the comment, like, Well, I think you should pray, Dad, because I don't think God's listening to me. Mm. Really, very revealing. And so instead of Rodney coming in and sort of, um, you know, well, here, let's take care of the issue like this, he paused and spent some time explaining, like, why he feels that way. Sometimes we get so caught up in, like, what's going to happen days ahead that we often forget those little moments um, in the present actually help what's about to come days ahead.
0: Yes. Does that make sense? Yes, very much so.
1: Yeah. So I'll just give you some simple principles, like, and, and they're so simple, but they need to be reminded because, again, the whole premise is here, we get so caught up in what's coming, we often forget about what's in front of us, what's happening. So let's give you some, we're still building on this idea of principles and foundations of what is needed and necessary for you, yourself, your marriage, your children, your home, all of that go back and listen to some previous episodes cuz we're building on this topic and this isn't a standalone this is uh, along with what we've discussed so let's just give you some so a lot of folks are asking for uh, the transcript of some previous episodes so they can have those notes cuz there was so much information that was shared well they want to know like what it, what are some examples so we want to be extremely practical on principles and foundations and today we're sort of going with more of um, what what most folks call boundaries in some to some extent. But again, they're principles and foundations. Why are principles and foundations necessary? So when you're telling your child to do something, or you're instructing them in a way to do things, or you're hoping they will become something, there has to be a a basis of which they um you pull from to say this is why. Right. They already are building the why because you've given that. Um, to them. So let's just state some of the obvious. One of the ways you parent in the present is continually give unconditional love. Yes. And one of the ways we say that, and I think Raina, early on, you you were the one that introduced this from your study time and what you learned, was we would say things like, I don't like what just happened, but I still love you.
0: Yes. Yeah, separate the incident mm-hmm. from the person.
1: Mm-hmm. Like that, that's what we mean. Like, you know, I grew up, you know, my parents sort of did that as well. But, um, you know, they, they say when you're disciplined, you know, your parents love you. Well, I was convinced my parents overwhelmingly loved me, <laughs> but it was because of the, what I did. <laughs> um, you know, and so you know what I mean by that. But my dad would always say something like this. This is going to hurt um, me more than it hurts you. And then I'm going, yeah, what? Wait, what? I'm the one being disciplined at this yes. moment. But they would always follow up with a conversation that said something like what you've always taught our girls. It was like, here's why I did that. And so, you, like Raina said, learn to separate um, you know, the action from the heart, uh, you know, the incident from what you think about them. Don't ever attach what was happening like, you did this because you're bad. Mm. No, right, you may, may have made a bad decision, and I don't like what happened. But nonetheless, I need you to know, like, if I didn't do this, I wouldn't be demonstrating my love to you for this.
0: And I think that goes to in all areas of life. I mean, Mm. many times, you know, you can be holding little Johnny's hand, and you're talking to a teacher, and you're like, well, little Johnny didn't listen, and he has some, you know, he has some straightening up to do. I'm so sorry that this happens, because sometimes it's more on the identity challenge of yourself as an adult versus what is going on with that child. Mm -hmm. And many times, you know, I've had parents like, oh, well, my child won't listen to a male teacher. You're saying that in front of the child and you're already implanting that thought in the child. So part of that unconditional love is having those tools of how we should respect others. We are to Mm. be kind we are to be loving, we are to be understanding, Mm -hmm. we are to be full of mercy and full of grace. Well, are we that way with our children whenever we are beside them or around them? Um, Many times, you know, we're like, hey, you need to go ahead and do this. Well, I can be forthright with my kids. Well, sometimes we forget that they are a person as well. Not that you shouldn't, you know, set standards and goals, but you're unconditionally loving them by helping guide them. But then of course, you know, we talked about in a previous episode about not because I told you so, you know, and it is a fine line, but I think I was thinking earlier as you were talking that we need to schedule the pause in our mental mindset, right? Because many times we're go, 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 and we do forget to pause right. and analyze how we're thinking, how we're responding before we just do it.
1: Right. Well, that's one of the principles is actually next. Let me just, you know, that you're mentioning right now, and it's called parent in the moment. Oh, yeah. So often we're we're already thinking out like what they did is going to lead to this, or if they're not doing this, we're going to be here so we're already we're already sort of missing the moment because we're thinking of outcomes which is good and we're thinking of where this is going to lead which is good that's strategy but to your point we need to just pause and think like what am i about to say are those words sort of appropriate like to your point again, goodness gracious you're literally sitting there holding little Johnny's hand and talking to a teacher and you're sort of subtexting you're subtweeting
0: <laughs> yes.
1: right there in front of your kid. Little Johnny is not a very good listener. Little Johnny's really challenging these areas and you know and, and little Johnny's listening and going, oh I'm really not a good listener. yeah to your point absolutely don't do that. Right. Try not. Try your best not to do that. Have that conversation with your teacher with little Johnny not there. But even then, phrase it like we're working on these areas with little Johnny, and we're hoping to put you know blah blah blah. Yes. But 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 pause. Build in a pause that just examines like what's actually happening, and the conversation. I'm so to your point. Absolutely. So express unconditional love. Learn how to parent in the moment. Like just pause, freeze frame that moment and analyze in it and decide at that point do i need is this do i need to have that deep of a discussion now mm-hmm. or can we just be okay with it do i need to sit with them for a moment if i'm grocery shopping do i actually need to pause grocery shopping and maybe go home like i don't know you know like pause like learn how to stop and think through what's actually happening right now instead of reacting now because maybe you're fearful of where it might go Yeah. Does that make sense? But
0: that's so hard to do. do.
1: It's hard to do,
0: especially whenever your tank is already feeling Uh, a little empty in an area like, you know, like I was sharing with you. I didn't get help here. I didn't get help here. So I caught myself just responding, you know, differently than I would want to. Mm. And that's where the prep work of our time with Jesus always taking those thoughts captive our relationship with him because he is that strength that allows us to pause right because in culture we just go 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 and so yes i think parenting in the moment starts by taking a moment yeah early on in resetting your heart that's good and um you know with your time
1: with the lord yeah Absolutely. Which helps you. Again, to your point, you're doing great just leading this conversation, which helps helps uh, you and I lighten up. So that's another principle um, of how to parent. Like we, we have to learn just to lighten up. Yeah. We can come in already so tense.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
1: I, I get it. Work drains us. Driving home drains us, the expectations of life and just everything. So by the time you come home to your point, you're you're already somewhat empty. And, and, and it doesn't take a whole lot for little Johnny or little Susie to do something to just, you know, push you over or near or beyond. And I get that. So f- for you and I, we have to just sort of lighten up. And we're yes. expecting 100% completion out of our children 100% of the time when that's just unrealistic. Not even yeah. we do that. Mm-hmm. We probably do laundry 40% of the time and dishes 30%. Like all the little things on our own, but we we're a little bit easier to like relax cuz like i've been busy i'm doing this but we forget that their little minds are are trying to develop and grow just like our adult minds yes are still trying to process so learn learn where to lighten up
0: and allow them to help you learn how to play
1: oh that's a good one
0: You know, just to be able to lighten up and have fun with them. Now, you are good at this in that whenever you come home, you're able, you know, sing songs in your truck or whatever you do in that cab of yours. But you come in pretty much joking with the girls or or whatever, even though I know that you have had, you know, a long day. And so I think all of us just need to remember to have that scheduled off the cuff you know, fun and kind of lighten up even in the midst of the discussion.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, find a way to get yourself ready when you come home to be present in -hmm. the moment with unconditional love, you know, for your children. And yes, you've had a bad day maybe save that conversation between you and your wife or you and your yeah. husband later on a porch somewhere in a, in a bedroom or whatever when the kids go to bed yeah save that but spend time with them here's another thing we have to remember like most of us have never been parents before <laughs> yes. and even if we have each child is different <laughs> yes and how they respond and what they like is so different so we have to constantly hear it is do your homework yes like I know like when I'm doing premarital counseling I'm like she becomes your number one job. He becomes your number one job. Somebody has well said that a marriage license is a work certificate. <laughs> you know, you're going to work. So she and he become your greatest project. Yes. Is what I tell them according to First Peter three. Well, so now your children are sort of second to that. Like your are you and I. Are, here's my point. Do 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 research. Um, seek out good biblical counseling. Mm-hmm. Um, good biblical advice. Find some mentors that are maybe just ahead of you in those life stages that you can say, hey, did you ever go through this? And what are your thoughts? Did you know some Like do your homework, right? Because you've never been a parent and you've probably never been a parent in this stage of life, right. whether it's the the elementary age, the middle school, the high school, the dating, the, the, the education. Like there's so much that, that's new to them that's new to us. And just keep doing your homework. Here's another one. Choose your battles wisely. Yes. Sometimes we fight, and they like they said, "Don't fret over spilled milk." That is so true. Yes. Sometimes we fight over things that, in the end, like what were you saying the other day? You're like, "It's just beans." Or something. I forgot what it was you we were talking about, but you said that you are like it. Was, it's just beans. Yeah, I don't remember what just that
0: making was. sure that our reactions equal the offense. Uh. You know, so many times, you know, we're we're discussing something that's really, if we look at the big picture it's really not worth the right. the effort or the discussion on it. So yeah. really making sure, you know, that those details are okay. Because many times we just got to let it go. You know, yeah. our spouse may say something that's not right on target, but, you know, we correct them or we correct our kids. Well, no, that's not exactly what it says. You know, it's like every yeah. time we say that, that's not exactly <laughs> what it says. That can make you always just double check yourself. You know what Or I mean?
1: afraid to say something because your kids know... That if they say something, you know, I'm going to hear, well, you know, exactly, you know, the yellow car, the, the reindeer, or you know, and you're like, wait, Dad, I'm just going to quit talking because you're, right. yeah, no, 100%. Yeah,
0: and just trying to find that balance within yeah. our kiddos. And, you know, they may not be right on target on everything, but just listen to the general scope of what they're trying That's to say. That's such a good point. Because they're trying their hardest to get those little thoughts out. Yeah. Um, and we're trying to read those little thoughts. Right. Right. And just realizing that it is a back and forth, you know, kind of it's a dance, you yeah. know, that you're going back and forth and learning how to do it, you know, that together.
1: Yeah. Okay. Let's mention another one. And it's it's the area of pause. But so earlier we said, you know, pause in the moment, which is so true because we get so consumed with um, all that's happened before and where this behavior action might lead us which that's, that's smart parenting to know that the choices and consequences, if your child exhibits this behavior now, then this is what it means. I get that. But now listen to this pause. You need to you need to pause and sort of um, look at the future. Okay, let me say it this way. Remember, there is a strategy to parenting, okay? Now, I have to say this to all of us because all of us fall victim to this. What we're going for, the strategy is purposeful parenting, not perfect Parenting, yes, because so many times as parents, we're going to feel like a failure.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We're not going to say the right thing. We're we're not going to remember ballet shoes. We're we're, we're going to forget. We're going to say things maybe that shouldn't have been said. It wasn't like it was mean, but it could have been said better. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to fail as parents. Not just our kids aren't just going to fail, and we don't we're, we don't we shouldn't expect a hundred percent from them. But we're not going for perfect parenting. Because there is no such thing. Yeah. like w- Nobody's expecting you to be a perfect parent, but we, what we want to go for is to be a purposeful parent. Yes. Like, am I understanding the design of our family, the design of my child? So think about it again. So the Bible says to train up a child in the way, that is the word bent or bend, shape or grain. There's going to be times when you're whittling, if you will, as a parent, like mm-hmm. whittling a piece of wood, when you're hammering like towards a piece of marble, that you're going to make a, the chisel's going to hit the wrong way. Like every stroke of yours as a parent is not going to be a perfect stroke yes. in the development of your child. Well, thank God they're very flexible as children and yeah. very forgivable because they don't know. Right. They don't know that you're not perfect. They don't even have a standard for what that means. But don't hold, don't let the devil hold this idea over your head that when you fail, you're a failure. Right. You're going to fail. Right, and we're not going for perfect parenting, so ease your mind. But replace it with this: replace it with, "Am I a purposeful parent? Again, am I guiding my children in these principles and foundations? Now, the goal for so that's the strategy for you as a parent. The goal for your kids is we want kids discovering a purpose because we're purposeful parents and we're speaking that in their life. Again, it could be as generic as like my mom told me, if you know what I mean. And she said, God made you special and God has something special for you. Like, it could be just that broad. Um, but nonetheless, that's teaching your children, number one, they were made by God. Number two, he made them for a purpose. Yes. So you want kids that are purposeful, not, not kids that are perfect. Right. So the strategy is purposeful parenting, not perfect parenting. And the goal is kids that discover purpose, not try to be um, perfect. Does that make sense? Yes. So we've said pause, pause in the moment and and just realize like what's really happening, be in the conversation, be in the moment, choose maybe what not to do and what you should do, like relax, but now pause and look at the future and just realize it's okay. I may have made a mistake here, but 2 years from now, 2 days from now, it's all going to be okay because this is all in helping them discover purpose. They're not looking for perfect parents. Uh, They're looking for, you know, someone to speak life into them. Here's another so important one. We often forget this. We often forget to trust God with our kids. Yeah. You know, like so many times I have to be reminded that my kids were given to me by God. They're his kids. He entrusted me with them, but they're ultimately his. Right. He saw them before the foundation of the world, not me. Mm -hmm. He knows their frame. Which is dust, the psalmist tells us, which allows me to know that since he knows them, that if I seek him, I can train them in the the bent or the way, and let God sort of get there. But so many times we forget to just give our children back to God. Yeah. Like even a five year old, you can pray, Lord, convict them.
0: Yes, of this very action.
1: So. Um, guide them. Like give them wisdom. Give that you can pray that for a five year old. Yes. Uh, You can pray that for a 15-month-old, like you know, when they go to touch something they shouldn't touch. You can say, Lord, give them that sense of awareness of right and wrong. Yeah. Does that make sense?
0: Yes, very much so.
1: And so we forget to just sort of um, trust God in that area. All right, so I want to give, so we do have a lot of our parents ask this. What are some examples of foundations or quote-unquote boundaries? Uh, We gave some principles and foundations in the last... Few episodes, but let me give you some examples of what are foundational boundaries. So think of a house that has a foundation that needs walls um, that are boundaries, like areas that they feel safe in, areas that they know that are safe to go. God did this with Adam and Eve. He said, "Here's the entire Garden of Eden, but there's one tree. Don't go there." He said, "Literally the entire forest. Enjoy." But just this one, because here's what's going to happen. Well, that was foundations. It was teaching them relationship. Um, it was principles. It was teaching them like how to live, how not to live. Right. So I mean, we see it right off the bat with God's very first children. Here's one: teach your children to learn to respect authority. Hmm. Like, why are the walls there? Why? Why is the? Why is the boundary of the footprint of the house there? Well, if I go outside the house, if I go outside this area, it's not safe. Again, the Ten Commandments, when God says, thou shalt not, he was not saying, you know, don't do this because um, you might have fun, and I don't want you to, to discover that. He's like, no, if you do this, you'll get hurt. Right. So imagine a house that's built on the side of a hill, and the back of the house, the foundation, the walls aren't up yet, and if the child walks outside that foundation, it's a steep fall. Well, that's what principles and foundations are. They sort of demonstrate to your children, like, what will happen if you go beyond these Boundaries. Does right. that make sense? Mm-hmm. One of them is a respect for authority. Well, well, first of all, parental authority, right? To respect your voice, to respect you as a mom and a dad, even if they disagree with it. The other one is to respect God's authority. Yes. And then ultimately, we want them to respect like legal authority, um, you know, uh, law enforcement authority, uh, the authority of an employer or a boss, mm-hmm. like uh, somebody else's uh, mentorship word in their life. I just see so many of our children nowadays just don't really listen to anybody and they just don't respect, you know, authority figures that have been placed in their life. Well, that's one of the boundaries you can give them. You just mentioned one early on and it was as a respect for others. Yeah. Like how to treat their friends. Um how they should be treated by their friends. Um, so having this idea and go back to I think it was a previous episode where we said the one ingredient that brings all this together is serving. So one of the ways children can get an, a, a respect for others is in the area of serving. Here's one and also listen to Front Sight we spoke on this specifically towards boys but it can go for anybody. Um, Self control, yeah. right? Like teach your child children like how to wait for something better mm. because that's the Christian life here on earth the hope the hope of a preferred future. If they think this world is the best they have to offer and they're not willing to wait for God's best for their life, they're always going to be pursuing the next thing and their hands will never be satisfied and their heart will never be satisfied. So we have to teach them self-control. Here's another one, what I call reality parenting. Reality parenting is this right here, choices and consequences. Like Let's go back to an illustration we used earlier. If we're like, I want to go out and play. Well, you need to put on sunblock. It's hot outside, and you'll get burned. No, I don't want to put on sunblock. It's greasy. Again, I'm your parent, and one of the things I do is is I I'm, I have to watch out for your safety. If you go outside without sunblock, it's not safe. So you have two options. This is like this is reality parenting. Like right now, like you have two options: put on sunblock go play. If you don't put on sunblock, we stay inside and play. And be willing
0: to follow through with what you say.
1: Yes, that is reality parenting. Yes. But again, you're communicating, even in that, the why. Because as a parent, I'm given to protect. I'm given for your safety. I'm given because you've not been down this road. I have, and I know sort of what's going to happen, and I need you to trust me, respect my authority um, at this moment. But Raina said it so well. Like, once you make that decision, follow through. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes, and teaching your kiddos, of course, as you're teaching them to follow authority, we were just kind of having a meeting because we we're trying to change up a few things in one of our um, ministries. And um, part of it is just, is character building. And so maybe our kids, re, you know, maybe they receive like a token, a gift or whatever. Well, there's some mm. cunning little things going on. So many times parents will make excuses for wow. their kid, like, oh, that didn't happen. This is this. Yeah there's consequences for this but understanding as we you know give something to a child we we're doing it for a purpose at church because right. we want to give them opportunities to make the right choice Right, and for that parent to not step in. So, if something does happen, they need to understand that there are consequences Absolutely. for that yeah. outside of their control. Many times, parents with lawnmower parents these days, they want to mow down anything that will, you know, have their child to be able to make a self-conscious decision of right and wrong. Right. So, we're giving them opportunities to exercise that, right, in order to learn right and wrong. And But many times we need the parent's support in that decision as well. And many times we're, you know, that's not fair. This is this. This is why for this. Well, one day they're going to be in the marketplace and Mm. you're not going to be able to call their boss Mm -hmm. and make an excuse for decisions that were made. Mm -hmm. So that does start way back in the home and realizing that, okay, this is the boundaries These are the guidelines. These are the consequences Mm -hmm. for your decision. You know, you didn't remember your homework. Mom's not going to bring it back up for you today. Yep. You know, I told you as we were going out the door, do you have your homework? Right. You know, well, that was the decision. Now, sometimes it's really hard because you know it's going to affect them. In a long term, you're like, oh, man, they really need this good grade. Right. But there are certain times that you need to make decisions to say, no, unless I do this, is it going to get
1: better? Oh, absolutely. Little little moments of tough love are going to, Lord willing, prevent you from having to make a hard decision for tough love. Yeah. Wow. Like the little, little moments, just like homework, that, that may seem huge, Make that decision now because, in other words, because if you don't, then later down the road, all those little decisions like that are going to add up into a big moment, an attitude, a lifestyle where you might be faced with like serious tough love.
0: Yes, because they are going to grow up. I mean, you go through that through homeschooling. Many times it's like you're teaching your child to be self driven and self proficient in their studies, if you continue on stepping in, stepping in, stepping in, you're only hurting them for later on because all of a sudden, you know, as a fourth grader, fifth grader, sixth grader, they're going to be needing to self-produce. Come on. And if you're always stepping in, even, you know, our college students, um, you know, you have grammar, you can use AI, you can do other things like that in your writing. Mm -hmm. Well, well, all of a sudden you're in your profession and you're going to be have to be able to teach self-produce. or self-produce. Well, all of a sudden you can't use those tools that you had used for years.
1: I have no thought in my head. No.
0: So you are <laughs> shortchanging yourself to prepare you for the marketplace, right. to prepare you for the job that needs to take place. Right.
1: Absolutely. Th- these are great. These are great. So these are examples of foundational boundaries, things you need to teach your children, respect for authority, respect for others, self-control, reality parenting, like make the tough decision now that there are consequences and choices. Here's another one, healthy attitudes. Like we want our children to develop healthy attitudes. Yes. That, that are stable, emotionally stable, um, spiritually. Like life's going to do what life does, teach them how to sort of roll and ebb and flow with the ebb and flow of the world. Okay, here's another one, two-way communication. So it shouldn't always be the parent saying, like, you sit still while I instill. Mm-hmm. Like, at some point, you have to have a, have a conversation. One of the way, things I love that Rayleigh and Jacob do, um, like, I wish I'd had Rayleigh's words when I was a parent because she's just so awesome with her words. Um you know, with little Benjamin, but she's like, tell me how you feel. And, oh, I'm so glad you're choosing to do that because that's showing this. And I'm going, what in the world? I was like, I was a horrible parent based upon that vocabulary. But she does so well with that. What she's doing is she's engaging the conversation. Yeah, She's not just saying, don't do that or go do this or because I said so. She's like, oh, that's so good. Like, do you see what's happening? You can talk to me about this. And this is what I, so you want your children to feel comfortable coming to talk to you. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Keep – so one of the things we encourage is a two-way conversation. Now, I know what you're talking about. You're like, my kid has no problem talking back to me. That's not what I mean. Like, that's unhealthy. But you want to get to the point where at some point your children look, just feel open and honest about talking. I think we dealt early on and encourage, um, encourage Radio with, uh, you know, hostile, aggressive children that say things like, I hate you and I don't love you. We're not talking about that. That's a whole nother. thing episode. I'm talking about right now though, you want to just you not always be the one that's directing your child. You want your child to come to you and go, what do I do with this? And how do I do with that? And and when they say that to you, try your best not to say, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, let me get back. Hang on, it's it's fourth quarter. You know, they're about to win the game. <laughs> <laughs> Try your best to just That's so pause. hard. Right. Well, not nowadays because there's, what's it called? We don't have cable anymore. But what's it called? <laughs> Playback or something? You can pause the TV and catch back up live. Yes. That was hard in the 80s and 90s when we didn't have that, but not now. Anyway, moving on from that, right? Healthy attitudes, two-way communication. Here's the last one. Truth always. Mm. Like what needs to be established is truth always. Always Now, hang on. I'm not just talking about telling the truth. When Jesus said, I am the way, capital W, I am the truth, capital T, and I am the life, capital L, what you're telling them is there is absolute truth. Yes. And when absolute truth is believed, then we don't have a problem speaking. Without speaking truth, we can manipulate the situation to how we want it. But you need to let them know like there is an absolute line of absolute truth, and that can't be crossed. It can't be manipulated. It can't be dismissed or judged or terminated. And so while we speak truth always, and again, more than just tell me the truth, truth always is learning to align our heart with what God's words have already put into motion, like God's slipstream. Once I get into his slipstream of truth, my heart's going to feel so much better. Yes. Little Johnny at early, early age has already learned how to manipulate, how to get more goldfish from his sister's plate. Yeah. It's built in them, right? We're born in into sin, the depravity of man. We don't have to teach them how to lie. They already know how to manipulate. So what you want, one of the – and say it. Foundational to the Smith family. Foundational to the Miller family. Foundational to the Kilborn family. Name the family. Foundational to that is is truth because – Christ is truth, and we want to make sure we're in line with what he's saying.
0: I know it's like, I mean, if you know that God is ever-present, omnipresent, omniscient, I mean, if if you know he's before you, behind you, then you have a plumb line to follow in life.
1: That's well said.
0: So you know that he sees me when my parents don't
1: see me. That's well said.
0: There is accountability to Christ and my role as a as a believer. Right. Mm-hmm. And that is what your ultimate goal is, but it is your word speaking that early. Right. That Christ is there and he loves you and you're never alone. Right. You're not alone in that classroom. But then you're not alone in that classroom. Right. To know that he sees if you're cheating on that paper Mm. or he sees if you have the wrong motives. Right. So developing, you know, capital letter T truth in your child is going to be that solid foundation that when you're not around, Mm. that they are going to, you know, live out the Christian life, you know, as they should, not because just a point to please their parents, but to also please the heavenly father. Right.
1: Well said. Well said. Well, we hope this is um, helpful. We try our best to stay at a certain time frame um, just to kind of keep you guys out there. I know Raina's doing these podcasts on her run, as she's in the uh, 40 days till the 5K, and she says the song, the opening, just is a great rhythm to run to or walk to, right? Yeah. And then we hope the length is a good length to work out, sit in the car line, whatever it may be, have a picnic with your kiddos. But again, we pray this is encouragement to you. It's not a play on words. It is by design that it's called Encourage Radio. We're just giving you some more examples of principles and foundations of how to build into your life. When you start parenting in the present, the future is really what you pray that it becomes. And stay in these moments and learn from this. We love you guys. We pray for you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for running, jogging, sitting, eating with us. We love it. And we'll talk to you next time.
0: All right. Goodbye.